for listening to Temporary Circumstances. I'm your host, Alina Sowers, a licensed professional counselor in Ohio. And I'm your co-host, Cora Mayfield, also a licensed professional counselor in Ohio. In this podcast, we will discuss many uncommon topics on all matters mental health. The views and opinions expressed here do not reflect the agencies that we work for. Today, we're going to be talking about Internal Family Systems Therapy, or IFS. IFS is a non-pathological model. And what that means is that instead of seeing certain symptoms as pathology, IFS sees them as normal parts of ourselves and that they have a purpose. So typically what we as clinicians have to do, um, for the most part, for the purposes of insurance billing, is we have to meet with an individual and we have to give them a diagnosis. So of course, that depends on a number of factors that together mean that they have a, a particular disease or diagnosis. And then we want to treat those symptoms. IFS is a bit different. So it's a little bit of a different outlook on treatment. So instead of calling our parts pathological, IFS instead looks at them as acceptable parts of ourselves. So it doesn't necessarily say that there's anything wrong with those parts of ourselves that may be suicidal or maybe they're using substances. Instead, internal family systems looks at this as parts of ourselves that have some kind of purpose. So IFS was developed by Richard Schwartz in the 1980s. He is still working. He is still teaching and still researching IFS which actually just recently became an evidence-based practice, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, So Richard Schwartz, when he came up with this idea, he believed that our minds are made up of relatively discrete sub-personalities and that each one of them have unique viewpoints and qualities. IFS also differentiates between different parts of ourselves that have this purpose or a purpose and also between the self. And our self is something that's an authentic part of ourselves that knows how to heal and knows how to help us become whole. And so in IFS, all parts are welcome. Again, the goal is not to get rid of those parts because those parts actually a lot of times have good intentions and they may be to either carry our burdens or it may be to take on protective roles and protect us from certain things that are happening now or have happened in the past. So with internal family systems, what we want to do is we want to release those parts from their extreme roles and rebuild that trust with the self. Um, And the way that we do that with IFS is we always want to look at, or we always want to get permission from those parts. This is another thing that makes IFS a little bit different from other therapies. We always want to ask permission before we move on with essentially any part of that IFS process. So historically, when we've heard people talk about parts or these somewhat organized pieces of themselves, the goal has been integration. And that with the IFS perspective is not the goal at all. And that word integration to somebody who understands their parts is very scary role. And you won't hear an IFS therapist say integration ever because that's not the point. The point is not to integrate into one whole so much as understand the role that each part is playing and figure out 
an adaptive way for the, that role to be taken up. Right, exactly. So if we go, you know, with the with the example earlier of maybe someone having a suicidal part, what we want to do is we want to reach that understanding and how that suicidal part came to be. And if it carries some kind of burden or if it's taken on a protective role. Um, and then what we want to do is we want to we want to release it from that extreme role. So essentially, that part will still be there, but hopefully, it will no longer be suicidal. So we do have a media of the week this time, and that is the movie Inside Out. Inside Out is a fantastic movie that pretty much the idea of it parallels what we're talking about here with internal family systems. And in fact, from my understanding, um, they have actually, Richard Schwartz and, and IFS have actually paired with the producers of Inside Out and, and want to do some further work with them. But the movie is, it's intended to be a kid's movie and it talks um, or it has different parts of ourselves in the movie. So there is anger and sadness and, and happiness that each play their own individual role in the movie. Um, and we kind of get a look at those emotions and feelings through those eyes. So if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out and see what it's about. Again, it's a fantastic resource for kids and learning about emotions and feelings as well, but also a great movie to check out for adults. So as Alina mentioned earlier, IFS has recently been considered an evidence-based practice. According to the National Registry for Evidence-Based Programs and Practices, that's maintained by the U.S. Government Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Interventions listed there, including IFS, have been subject to independent rigorous scrutiny and are deemed to show significant impact on individual outcomes relating to mental health. So the basis for inclusion comes from a study done by Nancy Shattuck and Nancy Sowell, which were researchers and IFS therapists, and there were others as well that joined them for this research study. And they looked at about 70 patients, and they utilized IFS treatment throughout 36 weeks. And then they also followed up with their participants afterwards as well, about a year later. And the study did get published in 2013 as well. But they found that IFS has been rated to be effective for improving general functioning and well-being, in addition to being promising in the following areas. And those were phobias, panic, generalized anxiety disorders and symptoms, physical health conditions and symptoms, self-concept and self-awareness, and depression and depressive symptoms. I also know that this treatment protocol is great for working through trauma and PTSD as well. IFS is a pretty rigorous process currently for practitioners who do want to get trained in it. There's a basic level training that uh, we can take, but there's also level one, two, and three trainings for practitioners as well that are done through the IFS Institute. Um, and I know, again, that the founder, Richard Schwartz, does do still a lot of work with those. So it is something that you need to be trained in if you want to use IFS. 
Um, but if it sounds like something interesting to you or something that could be helpful for your treatment, definitely talk about it with your therapist or mental health provider. Um, if they're not familiar with it, they can always point you in the right direction. I think one of the takeaways from this episode is that there are therapies out there, and we've discussed some of them before, that aren't traditional talk therapies as far as people see them and as far as we expect from popular culture. And IFS is one of them. And it's different from the way that the therapist is handling it to how the the client is going to interact with the therapist and interact with their self. It's a completely different way of conceptualizing mental health and conceptualizing maladaptive behaviors that aren't necessarily considered to be a disease. So this is a totally new way of looking at things, a totally different way of looking at things that is being seen to be helpful for many people with many different disorders. But I think like Alina just said, it's important to find somebody who has taken the time to train in IFS because it is so unique. It's not, it's not a therapy that is like CBT where everybody knows a little bit about it. It really does take its own special training and it's important to find somebody who has had some of that training before delving into this. Thanks for listening to Temporary Circumstances. Find us on Instagram and leave us a review wherever you found us. 